Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. How's it going, Bren? It's going alright. I, I actually play things oh, no this way. week. It's we- like multiple God, things, did. not just... <laughs> <laughs> Not just like a Binding of Isaac expansion, like other things. It's weird. It's Since odd. when does this happen? No, and here <laughs> I am. I am not in the same boat at all. <laughs> I've played nothing but Fall Guys. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what we expect from you at this point. Is there anything uh, going on in our lives maybe before we dive into the games we've been playing? For anybody new, uh, this is a video game podcast. Hopefully uh, new people aren't just now finding out. <laughs> You picked one hell of an upset to tune in for the first <laughs> God time. God damn it. <laughs> Deep you know, in the let me throes start, of season two. Let me start at episode 438, <laughs> you know? Like one God piece is jumping blindly and just hope for the best. No, that's the thing. We're about to hit episode 420. It's monumental next oh, episode. God. So that's, that's why it's so special. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it now. No, of course. Yeah. I get it. Hindsight. It's 420. It's 420. That there vision is terrible. If your vision is 420, <laughs> good God. Jesus. Get a dog because you Smoke are blind. Smoke weed every day. All right. Um, but no, anything cool going on in life? I feel like uh, my wife and I wanted to float down a river before summer ended. And uh, it was it, – no, it was raining like, instead. So – Oh, uh, uh, not float down a river like yeah. dead. Uh, but no, I mean like uh, in, I, in a tube. Go tubing. Gotcha, gotcha, I, I said that in a terrible way. We, yeah. I think I've brought it up in previous uh, episodes on this podcast, but we have like to go tubing down this uh, Brandywine River. It's like yeah. something local to her area. So uh, yeah, we were trying to get that in before the hot weather ended and uh, no luck this year. It, I believe every single time I went tubing, it rained. Like every single time, we'd we'd get to the end. For anyone doesn't know, you just float down a river in a tube. Uh, yeah, some it's people chill. Get kayaks, canoes. Yeah, it's great. Um, I remember once I went with your wife back when we were in high school because we were, uh, hung out all the time, and I laid on my stomach on the tube and I got sunburned on the back of my knees. Oh, and the let me back tell of you, your knees. That Ugh. sucks because your legs are moving constantly and it never heals right. Yeah, um, that sounds horrendous. Yeah. Um, but with the river, with this one, uh, there's like a dock at the end where you're supposed to get off, you know, with the company that you went tubing with. Yeah. Um, and like every single time I went tubing, it, it, like, it'd be a beautiful day. You'd be set. You'd see the dock like down further. And it's like, all right, we're almost done. We'll hop out there. Immediate downpour. Like every time it <laughs> rains, I was like, what is happening? What cursed yeah. hell is this river? Yeah. So that's where we're at with that we just got brand new tubes we're not able to put them to use just yet but we'll have them for next year but yeah a little bummed about that but again i'm ready to embrace fall like get rid of summer let's go give me the leaves changing color and everything well doug you really are a fall guy god damn it no play another game (laughs) no we can end the podcast that was really good all right but no no. (laughs) that's all i've been playing god damn it it's awful uh but no I guess we can talk about the games we've been playing. Uh, Brent, you yeah. have more to talk about than I do, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a hard hurdle to get. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah, so I uh, started playing a Pokemon Nuzlocke Randomizer with Ooh, some friends of mine. Was I the catalyst for this? No! Okay, fair enough. I just finally found a group of people who were willing to do it with, because like, you can easily just play it by yourself. Um With uh, the system I'm playing it on, Wink, uh, you can't, like, trade, or there's no, like, Wi-Fi settings. Uh, So I'm doing Pokemon Platinum, which was, like, on the DS. Oh, nice. Um, So there's no way you can, like, trade or battle, like, other people. They specifically turned off the Wi-Fi settings due to legal reasons. Um, I forget exactly what, but it was, like, a stipulation of, like, Nintendo's really going to come after your ass if you have, like, the trading available. uh, For some reason or another, I don't know. It's Nintendo. Yeah. Um, they just shut down another tournament because their shitty online software couldn't handle it, so they had to get support, and they shut down the tournament again. So, <laughs> Nintendo, they're the family business of nostalgia we all love. They're great. Ha ha ha. Anyway. Um, yeah, so one of my D&D groups uh, agreed to do the Nuzlocke Randomizer because it's pain. It's just pain. It's like it should be classified as self-harm, <laughs> and I needed to do it with other people because doing it by myself would just be dreadful lonely exhausting yeah um so for anyone who doesn't know uh, a nuzlocke challenge is just kind of a self-imposed challenge to make pokemon harder for you because it's a kid's game if you play it as an adult you figure out the strategy you can beat it pretty easily 
So it's a way to just make it harder for yourself. Yeah. And the randomizer is a program uh, I was able to uh, get, and it's able to change a lot of different factors. This randomizer is actually really good. Uh, so you can change what Pokemon appear in the wild, what Pokemon appear in trainer battles, what Pokemon evolve into. It can change the evolutions. Uh, the ability, the innate abilities that all Pokemon have, you can change those because some are specific to a Pokemon, some, you know, uh, jumble around between a few. Yeah. Uh, this can randomize it to be anything. Uh, you can randomize the items that you'll find out in the overworld. You can randomize the abilities or the, the moves that Pokemon can learn. You can randomize uh, the types Pokemon are. So, like, Pikachu, famously electric type. You can randomize that, and he'll be psychic. Like, nice. you, can ra- you can randomize everything in this. That's like, so random. cool. And it's nuts, to the point where I, I pulled back on a lot of them, because uh, randomizing the types and the moves that they learn killed me instantly. Like, every time. Because I would start a battle, get my starter, it'd be a random, like, I don't know, like a Tyranitar, but it's all level 5 because it's a starter. Okay. Um, but you can randomize the stats of them, so they can either keep their stats from the original game, or you can randomize the stats completely. Uh, so even if you keep the original stats, like legendaries, even if they're level 2, it's still going to be a tough fight because it's legendary stats. Um, so a lot of the ingrained stuff can still you know, really shake stuff up, even in randomizers. Um, but yeah, so like, I randomized everything at first. And I got, like, a Tyranitar, which is, like, a pretty strong Pokemon at even level 5. Uh, but it was randomized, move, randomized moves and randomized types. So whatever Pokemon appeared, it didn't matter because it could be any type of Pokemon. Like, the typing could be anything, and the moveset could be anything. Right. So I ran into, like, a Piplup, which is, like, a little penguin that has, like, water moves. Uh, it had, um, I think, Roar of Time, which is the move of the legendary Pokemon from... Diamond to Pearl. I was going to say, I've never even heard of this move. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it does massive damage and like a bunch of like debuffs to you and killed me instantly. I was like, well, that was my only Pokemon. From a Piplup. Dude, that, yeah. you wanted to catch that bastard. <laughs> I, it killed me I instantly. <laughs> so, the randomizing it, you can randomize it to the point where it just breaks and you cannot play this game, which is what I did the first few times. Um, and that still I, sounds fun. <laughs> it's it's kind of fun seeing it for the first time, but you just have to accept like I'm not gonna prog- I'm not gonna make any progress in this. Yeah. Um, so it was fun for like the first few times I did it, and then I scaled it back to just randomizing, um, randomizing the evolutions and pretty much the Pokemon I see. So I could just any Pokemon I see could just be randomized from uh, f- the first five generations. So Pokemon Red and Blue to uh, Black and White. Anything in between could be it could appear. Um, so for like w- the current seed I have that I'm playing, uh, the starter Pokemon I had was a Bidoof, which is a shitty, a notoriously shitty beaver that's useless. Uh, a Bayleaf, which is the final evolved form of Chikorita from the second gen, or a Spirit Tomb, which is like a ghost Pokemon from I think the fourth gen. Okay. And uh, so I picked them. Uh, there's one where I got into a a, a soft lock. Where it was, uh, the starters were like Mr. Mime, bon- Bonsly, and Frostlass. Uh, Frostlass is ghost type, Mr. Mime is psychic, and Bonsly is like rock. Mr. Mime and Bonsly didn't have any actual attacks. They just had like stat boost moves. Yeah. And, and then Bonsly had a move called Copycat, where it would just copy the moves of your enemy and then use it for himself. But if your enemy doesn't have any attack moves, then it can't do anything. And Holy Frost, shit. Frostlass is ghost type, so normal physical moves don't work on her. So I kind of softlock. I couldn't, no matter what Pokemon I picked, I couldn't fight my rival at the very beginning. That and, is insane to me. And it wasn't like I couldn't beat him. It's like we neither of us could damage each other. <laughs> so it became like the Metapod versus Metapod just hardening back at each other. And yes. no one does anything. And I'm like, well, this one's fucked. I got to restart it. So unbelievable i've had i've had to do it a few times i progress a little bit i always get to the first city and then die somehow um so with the randomizer it's a program that randomizes a bunch of shit the nuzlocke for anyone who doesn't know is just an implicit set of rules the rules are if any pokemon faints it's dead you have to go to the pokemon center and release that pokemon and never use it again um so you can't allow your pokemon to just faint in battle 
The other rule is if you get to a new area, you have to capture the first Pokemon you see, no matter what it is. That's right. Uh, doubles, you could you can catch something else if it's a repeat of something you already have. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you walk in, first Pokemon you see is a Magikarp, catch it. Doesn't matter how uh. shitty it is, that's the one you're catching. And so that just, those are the two basic rules for Nuzlocke. There's a lot of other ones you can add on if you want, uh, but those are the two base rules everyone agrees on. And you also nickname all your Pokemon so you get more attached to them, which is true. It, it I hate how simple it is. It just I na- I gave it my own name, and now I'm more invested in this Pokemon, and I hate how it works. Dude, it's, it's so works. funny uh, you say that because I was in another streamer's stream, and they were doing a Pokemon Nuzlocke, and they were asking the chat, like, I need a name for this Pokemon, and yeah. I was thinking of Mark in this podcast, and I was like, I threw out Zunkery, and they went <laughs> with it. I was like, let's go! So that was awesome. But now you're invested in Zunkery, because yep. that's oh, 100%. the name you gave. Yep. Um, I've seen a lot of streamers do it where they have bigger chats. They'll pull people's names like from chat, so they'll just take a Twitch user's name, and then if that Pokemon dies, that person gets banned for like a day or something. Damn, that's so funny. It gives like a cool investment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did that, and I just like I said, I could not progress. I'd get into the first area of tall grass, fight like. I had, like, a Cinequil. I was like, oh, cool, it's it's an actual starter Pokemon. It's level 5. I know, he's one of my favorite boys. I can do this. And the first Pokemon I fought was a Gurdon, which is a legendary Pokemon from Gen 3. And he just, he had Mudshot, which is super effective against fire types. And I was like, he killed my boy. Damn it. He killed my son. And just, like, it kept happening. We're just, like, I keep running into, th- like, legendary after legendary after legendary in the beginning area. And like I said, the legendaries still have their legendary stats, so they just would keep curb-stopping me every time. Um, so playing with some of my friends, all of them are on like their first or second seeds, still getting used to the randomizer, and they're on their first like run of this. I'm on my ninth. It took me nine runs just to get a viable one I could progress beyond the first city. Damn. So it took me a hot minute to just restart, do the ten minutes of unskippable tutorial like over and over and over again. So it takes a minute because it is just random chaos. Uh, but yeah, once I got into it, it, you know, it was pretty fun. Uh, Hell my, yeah. my big complaint is I'm catching all of the final evolutions or Pokemon that can't evolve any further. So like I have random evolutions on, which is half the fun, but none of my Pokemon can evolve. So like any, and anytime I caught a Pokemon that could evolve, it died almost immediately. No. So I'm just like, I can't like, uh, one of them was, uh, I found a fossil early on. Fossils you can revive and bring back a Pokemon, you know, a prehistoric Pokemon, if you will. Hell yeah. Uh, so I was like, cool, I got a fossil, and you can revive them in the first city. Let's go. Went and revived the fossil. Fossil was Bidoof, the dumb beaver Pokemon everyone hates. It's like, great. How? I fucking hate because it's randomized. Randomizer? God damn it. Everything's randomized. The Pokemon you trade in-game, randomize. <sighs> so one lady's like, if you give me a Machop, uh, Machop I'll give you an Abra. That's not true. You give her a Machop, she'll give you whatever because it's I randomized. See. God damn, that's so crazy. every element's randomized. And so I got a Beedoof from the fossil. I was like, fuck, I, god damn it, Beedoof sucks. Well, luckily he's level 20, so when he gets one more level, he'll evolve instantly. He evolved, turned into Skunk Tank, which is just a big, smelly skunk. Who god also sucks, but can't evolve any further. So I'm stuck with that. And I was like, alright, in the computer he goes, because I'm never fucking using that one. That's amazing. And just so many of them are just like, it can't evolve further or just straight garbage. And I was like, I, I, this sucks, but it's the only seed that's been viable for me. So I'm like, I gotta take the, like, I gotta run with this. Um, at one point I had four Pokemon. I was doing pretty good. I was pretty proud of myself. Good type diversity, uh, good levels all around. Ran into a random trainer. All right, we'll see how this goes. We'll fight. It was a guard shop, which is a ground dragon type. It looks like a giant land shark. And it had Dragon Rage, which is a very powerful move, which is notoriously for fucking up Nuzlocke runs. It is like the nemesis of Nuzlocke runs. No. Because of how infamous it is for just killing everything with Dragon Rage. Yeah. And sure enough, it wiped half of my team. I was like, well, there they go. They're gone. <sighs> so it's brutal. <laughs> Sounds it. Yeah. Uh, one area I just got to was like a cave area. I went through. Full of legendaries. I got scared. I kept running. Got outside of the cave. Full of legendaries outside of the cave. I got scared. <laughs> I kept running. Had to fight some trainers to get past that area. Those trainers also had legend. This oh whole my area God. was just legendary. Stacked. And I did like, 
and like I said, legendary, they're still strong as shit. So like any one of them could just one shot my guys for just a weird type advantage thing. So like I am just terrified at any moment. So it's it's fun. It is as fun as I'd expect it to be, and I'm enjoying it. But it is terrifying. It's the most usually if I'm playing a game, if I'm not talking to anyone or if I'm not like streaming it or anything, I don't I'm not emotive by myself, because why would I be? I'm just by myself. Sure. But this is the most I've just, like, screamed to myself in my apartment. Just like, fuck! Yeah, I can totally picture that. Because you're doing great. Um, What was it? Uh, I think my Trico, who is a grass starter from Gen 3, uh, was fighting an Imperium, I think, which is the Piplup, the Penguin final form. Uh, Anyway, Trico was grass Imperium is uh, water, so I have the type advantage. Uh, my trick goes at full health. Uh, Imperium did Metal Claw. It, it's got the type advantage. It shouldn't do as much. It didn't even crit. It just did so much damage, it killed my Trico outright. I'm Damn. Saying, I, what do I do against it? Like, th- th- there's no way I could have planned for it to have done that much damage. Because, right. you know, st- stat-wise, level-wise, type-wise, it shouldn't. Shouldn't have killed him. It just killed him outright. It's like, I fuck, that was one of my good ones. I, I gotta go find a new one. But, you know, you can only catch them in new areas, so you have to keep progressing the game in order to find new ones. Uh, yeah. Um, one point, I, I forgot one of the routes I uh, was on, so I went back to that route, and I was like, oh, I can catch one here. I forgot about it back when I was here. So let me try and catch something here. I was so high level, it was hard to catch anything without just killing it outright. Right. Because I forgot. And the first one that appeared was Arceus, you know, the god Pokemon. Oh my god. I was like, I sure would like that, but he's level 5, and the lowest level I have is 23. So, here we go. Yeah, did you just start throwing Pokeballs at him without damaging? Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what I did, and I burned through all of my Pokeballs and all the specialty balls I had. And then I finally started doing damage. The only move I had that could do damage to him without killing him outright was Smog, which chunked away at his health. The downside is Smog has a notoriously high poison rate. So eventually he got poisoned, and eventually I'm fighting against the clock between if he yeah. dies of poison or if I catch him, and he died. Holy shit. No, so. and the th- you'd think the poison, like, getting him closer down to on his health, you'd get a better chance at him. Or, like, one of the specialty it, balls coming in handy, you'd be like, I how about that love ball or something, I man? Used all what of the them. Fuck? I had ultra balls, I had great balls, I had nest balls, which are better for weaker Pokemon in the wild. <sighs> I had a bunch of them. The poison did help raise my chances of catching it, but it's still a legendary. So the catch rate of a legendary for a Pokeball is still insanely high. Jesus. So, like, it's just, it's real rough. And it's like, fuck. I. <laughs> so, yeah, right now. And I also have an egg, which for Pokemon, if you can't get an egg, if you just walk around with it enough, it eventually hatches. I think the randomizer broke it because it's supposed to hatch after, like, 10,000 steps and I'm at like 50,000 steps. Damn. So I think like the egg might be broken. So I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. But like, yeah, I got, I just got like a weird team. I got a Hitmo top, which I never would have picked if I had a choice because he sucks. That's hilarious. Uh, I got like a War Turtle. I got like a Torkoal, which is like just like a fire turtle and stuff. And just like a Giraffe Rig, which is, I love Giraffe Rig, but it only exists in Gen 2 because everyone hated it. <laughs> Um, so it's just like, I just got this weird team that I would never have chosen myself, but like, that's, that's the fun of the randomizer and that's the fun of the Nuzlocke. So, um, yeah, if you want to get into Pokemon, if you kind of miss those days, but it, you know, it's too easy, it's too boring for you, try and do a Nuzlocke, try and get a randomizer, you know, look into how to do that. It's very simple. You can you easily install it on a computer. Um, and it's very fun. But and you like, said you have friends that are doing it along with you. Have any of them reported anything particularly interesting? Yeah, one of my friends is just doing great. He's got like he caught everything he ever encountered. Meanwhile, I killed almost everything I encountered. <laughs> um, he's got a bunch of babies that can evolve, so they can turn into other things and are stronger. I'm all I got all the last gen, so I yep. can't evolve anything. So one guy's doing great. He's he's on cloud nine. That's hilarious. Um, one guy, uh, one person playing, um, did randomize moves and randomized typing, which I advised him not to do, but he just wanted to see. Uh, and his whole team got wiped by a Blastoise because he just it, it didn't have water typing and it had just crazy moves and just took them all out. Damn. Uh, and then one friend uh, has a Why Not, which is the pre-evolution form of uh, Wobbuffet, both of which are one one trick ponies. 
Uh, they both have a thing called Mirror Coat, which just reflects the attack back at the attacker. And that's it. That's pretty much all this, these Pokemon do. But she also did randomized moves, so the Why Not doesn't have Mirror Coat, which means it's pretty much useless. The one thing it's good for, it doesn't have. Oh, so, damn. So she's got other stuff, but she's like, this is the only one that's high level, and it sucks, and I have to use it yeah. like, on my team. And it's like... It's funny seeing us all suffer. Like, that's the joy of it. Is like, <laughs> we're all at different stages of like, ah, shit. All right, here we go. And like, the one guy's restarting from the beginning now because his whole team got wiped. So it's fun to do with other people. If, yeah. If, if you're looking to do it, I definitely recommend just getting someone else to do it with. And it's, it makes it more enjoyable because uh, one person's like, yeah, I went to gym too. And I had, you know, they all had uh, flying types and I have a bunch of electric types. So it was an easy battle for me. I was like, okay, cool, let me see what mine is. And my gym 2 was a struggle. Like, all of my Pokemon were, like, 10 health or less. Like, when I finished that battle, I was like, Damn, close call, was, yeah. That was close. So, yeah. But it's funny to see. Um, one of the streamers I watched that, you know, uh, I watched him do a Nuzlocke run with a bunch of people, and it kind of inspired me to do it my own. Uh, all of his Pokemon, he, they got to the Elite Four with, like, the, all the streamers that were playing. And uh, this streamer in particular, his first matchup against the Elite Four trainer had uh, like three legendary Pokemon. Uh, one of them was the legendary Pokemon from Gen uh, from Pokemon Y. I forget that name. Uh, but one of its but its ability was uh, Arena Trap, which makes it so you can't swap out Pokemon. So if one of your Pokemon Fuck. gets low enough health, you can't swap it out. It has to stay in there, and it just killed. Every single Pokemon this guy had, except for his Togekiss. Yeah, I hate that move. Holy hell. So then he had to fight with his Togekiss for all the Elite Four and the champion at the end of it. And he did it. He that won. is amazing. I was going to say, did he pull it off? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, Togekiss is one of the like highest, like or like one of the most balanced, or I forget, it, like, it's one of the high strat Pokemon in like the po- competitive Pokemon meta. So like if there was one Pokemon to bet everything on... It was Togekiss, and he did it. And it's just like, fuck, like how? But everyone else is dead on his team. So That's just like, amazing. God, it makes incredible moments like that, and it's so cool. Hell so, yeah. But like I said, you need you need a support group with that. You need other people to spread the pain out with, because otherwise you're just going to be hating yourself, and you'll just give up real early because it's painful. Makes sense. Yeah. No, that sounds like a lot of fun, though. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I've also played Ghost Trick, which was a DS game from back in the day. Um, hmm. I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. I've only heard good reviews, so I'm like, hey, f- I, you know, I can play DS games now. Let me try that one out. Um, it's by Capcom. It's very Phoenix Wright feeling, both in style and gameplay. Basic premise is, you're dead and a ghost. But you gotta help out this lady that you died in a junk guard and another lady and a lady was with you who also dies uh, right after you. And you have to go and try and help her. Uh, ghosts are able to relive the last four seconds of someone's life or four minutes of someone's life. Um, so the whole game is basically finding someone who dies, rewinding their life four minutes and trying to prevent them from dying by doing these Rube Goldberg machines of like, uh, I put the headphones off of the, off the, you know, code hook. So they fell into the fish tank and broke. So the g- girl couldn't wear headphones. So that way she could hear the hitman enter her apartment and take cover in time. Ah, So yes. it's all these weird, like, you gotta, like, step B, A, B, C, D to get to point Z and, like, save someone's life. Um, so I'm only two chapters into that, but it, it's pretty fun. Uh, one complaint I have is anytime there's dialogue prompts, like, when you do something or notice something, they give you, like, a little, like, uh, talk bubble. And when you click on it, they start talking to tell you, like, ah... They give you hints of like, ah, you might want to knock the headphones into the fish tank. Wink, like hints. Um, those dialogue conversations can be pretty long and you can't like speed through them. So like anytime you click on one by accident, it's like, oh shit, I didn't mean to do that. It's like, all right, lock yourself in for you know two minutes of Fuck. Like, talking. So it's like that kind of gets annoying. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it's a really charming game. The animation, it's all, it's like, I don't want to say high res pixel because that doesn't make sense. But it's like, highly detailed pixel and the movement in it of like the characters is gorgeous especially for the time definitely wow this looks great like this is really impressive um and yeah you're just trying to find out why you were killed because you have amnesia as a ghost 
Uh, so you're trying to find out why you were killed, how you could prevent other people from kill, uh, dying. And I, they say you'll disappear in the morning. So you have like one night to do this all. Um, so yeah, it's just, just puzzle game of like figuring out like how to get to this point, to this point, to this point to get this person safe. Uh, if you don't do it in time, you can reset the puzzle or you can reset the puzzle to a different checkpoint within the puzzle. Uh, so it's very helpful with that. Damn, um, yeah, this is super unique and interesting. Definitely one that I missed back when it was coming out because I had a DS for a little while there, but yeah, this one's not ringing a bell. But yeah, I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now and it even says Ghost Trick received significant praise for its buttery smooth animation. And it's not getting it's like so good. The, the, the pixelated graphics are just high not high resolution, like you said, but like, yeah, very detailed. And yeah, yeah. The, the way it flows is just very smooth. So they put a lot of love into that pixel art. It really looks like, like rotoscope where rotoscope is, uh, when you take live action footage and then just draw over top of it. So right. all, all of the old Disney stuff is rotoscope, like sleeping beauty, snow white. That's how they get it to look so smooth and like, you know, uh, streamlined and stuff. And it makes it look, makes it feel realistic by the movements because they actually just essentially traced, a live act, like an actor doing all this stuff. It feels like rotoscope, but just with a pixel filter on it because the, the motion and animation in it is so smooth and just well done. It's very impressive. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. So I'm having fun with that. That's a good game. Um, <laughs> it it kind of gets a little annoying of like, I don't know what I'm doing and these hints aren't helping and I'm just kind of stuck here. Uh, so there, the hint system could be a little bit better, but um, I might just be dumb. So we'll see. We'll see how far I go before I look up a guide of like, fuck it, I can't figure this out. Um, but I'm enjoying my time with that. The other game I'm playing is a game we talked about. Uh, talked about briefly, I think like two episodes ago. Uh, Road ninety six. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I beat it. So oh, nice. I just buckled in the other night and just played through as many episodes of it as I needed to, and then until I got the finished story uh, and beat it completely. Uh, let me see. I wrote down. So I wouldn't forget my exact uh, review of it at the end. Uh, Route 96. For when you want a hollowed-out, watered-down, telltale political game with no punch that ends with a serial killer getting off scot-free and retiring on a beach. God damn it. No! This is not what I wanted to hear because I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, I should give this game a try. Like, I like me some Telltale. I like me some Life is Strange. Let me see what this is all about. But, uh, wow, so disappointing? Much? Uh, A little bit, yeah. I uh, So... The Life is Strange element pretty much is just one character called Zoe, which is very much like she's the cool teen, you know, punk rock girl of your dream of your high school dreams. Zoe is kind of like Chloe. Chloe, yeah, no it's way. very much just that character. <laughs> it's it's like the pix, uh, manic pixie dream girl, but like punk rock style of like the wanderer on the road. You meet her at different times as different teens and stuff. Yep. Oh yeah. Um. So she's definitely like the main character that you're helping and stuff, and she's like the narrator for a lot of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so this basic premise of this game is, uh, you're a bunch of teens, you play as multiple different, uh, kids. It's kind of a roguelike telltale where you play as one teen, you're just amorphic, you never see yourself, uh, you never get a description, you never, you, you don't matter. The character you're playing does not matter. You're just... Witnessing. Yeah, you're just a device for the rest of the characters to progress. Okay. So you, uh, keep, you come across like seven characters as every episode as every team and you're just getting a bit more of their story every time you encounter them and as the team you're just helping progress that so um it's broken up different segments of interactions with these characters uh once you finish one area you move on to the next you encounter a new character once you finish their beat of the story you go to the next and so on and so forth all the teens in this game are trying to escape uh, a dictatorship country uh, that's about to have another election. And so they're trying to get out of this country to try and get a better life for themselves. And as they do, they're traveling on Ra- uh, Road 96, and there's a notorious you know checkpoint there that's very hard to get past. And all the teens that get captured get sent to like the Iron Pits. Wink. Just basically a work camp or a tournament camp. Yeah. Um, it's very much targeted at teenagers. I don't know why... Like, you see some other people that are trying to escape, like a guy's escaping with his family, but it's very much like, ah, all of the teens are being arrested and sent to the work camps. Only teens are escaping. It's like, what? 
Like, I, yeah. I'm sure that's probably what your demographic is, so that's what you're making the main characters of it. But it's weird that it feels like this dictator of a country is specifically targeting teenagers. Like, yeah. I, that just feels weird. Um, so when you're playing the game, you see different posters for the dictator and for the other person that's running for election. Uh, for the election, you can vandalize them, and that'll change the numbers. Like at the beginning of every every episode, you see like a news broadcast being like, "Oh, the local president has doing well in the polls. Here are the numbers." And I found out much later in the game that vandalizing the posters changes those numbers oh. because when you vandalize them, it says like, "Ah, that'll have an impact in the game." And I was like, "Oh." Like Telltale, I thought maybe the cops would catch me or it would raise my notoriety if I do that enough. So I didn't do it a lot. But then I started doing it with one character just to see what happens. And I saw the poll numbers change drastically. I was like, oh, you're supposed to do that. But the way they tell you at the beginning kind of makes it like foreboding and kind of scares you to not do it. Right. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, I should have been doing this the whole time. Um, But it's basically just managing your money, your health. And like the safest way you can travel, uh, depending on you know depending on the scenario you encounter in the episode or in the segment, you have different stuff, different outcomes. But you most likely are given the options of just walking along the road, hitchhiking, calling a taxi cab, calling a bus, or stealing a car if you can. And they all have different benefits. Um, it's definitely one of those like Telltale, but less so. It's definitely one of those games with the illusion of choice. Because it's like, oh, well, why would I walk along the road and lose three health when I could hitchhike and lose two health and get a lot further? Right. So I always went with hitchhiking because that seems like the better option. But I don't know if that enables me to encounter certain characters more or less frequently, if it matters which way I was going to exit the area, or if I was pretty much set on this path of like, you're going to encounter this truck driver no matter how you go about it. So I, it's it's very much like I feel like if you pulled away the curtain and see the like coding behind it, it's like no, you only have like two choices, and if you don't go with the first choice, you're going to get that choice in the second, you know, in the next scenario anyway. So like I I feel like your choices really don't matter as much as they make it out to seem. Um, but yeah, the characters you meet are like Zoe, the runaway, uh, a truck driver who is part of like the rebel gang that's like opposing the dictator. Uh, this kid genius who is helping the rebel gang while looking for his birth parents. Uh, the kid's adoptive mother, who's also a cop and in love with the truck driver in the rebel gang. Uh, two just criminals, like two bank robbers who wear ski masks all the time, who are just fucking idiots and clearly supposed to be like the comic relief, like over-the-top exaggerated idiots, but they just get really annoying really fast. Yeah. Uh, the news anchor, who's kind of like the... like. Uh, spokesperson for the dictator like her news program is pretty much propaganda and she's the spokesperson and she's just an obnoxious drunk party girl all the time and then at the very end they try to make you very sympathetic like she has a heart it's like she was willing to kill like seven other people but now you're (laughs) now you're trying to make her sympathetic because one person died in front of her 10 years ago like no i don't care about these characters um and then one character you meet repeatedly is the taxi driver serial killer who Gets away scot free, at least in well, my playthrough. One question I was, yeah, and at least in your playthrough, was it like a, a heavy rain situation where the serial killer got away scot free in my playthrough? Or like, did you just play the game incorrectly? Or is there different outcomes? Do you know offhand? So, yeah, for anyone who cares about spoilers, like, skip ahead like 10 minutes because I'm going to just go in detail about my playthrough. The sure. Playthrough, the playthroughs are different. So, like, every team you play as is a different scenario. And every, like, it's your choices you make to change stuff, but I'm not sure how much. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure the endings can be different, especially for the endings for each individual character you meet. Uh, but yeah, in my playthrough, uh, the ending was the serial killer is on the beach in a Hawaiian church drinking out of a coconut. And it's like, he got off scot free. Um, you're not trying to stop the serial killer. It's not like heavy rain with that regard. This is just like, you're traveling and you keep bumping into this dude and he is just objectively a serial killer. You find out his daughter was part of this rebel faction, and she died. She was the girl that died that the news reporter couldn't save. They're all tied together, like, uh, like a uh, Pulp Fiction. Ah, impressive storytelling. <laughs> um, so his daughter died back in this like rebel group. He hates the rebel group, and he hates the news anchor for not saving her. So he's trying to kill both of them, and 
when you when you hear that, you're kind of like, oh, you're sympathetic to him because he's, you know, clearly you shouldn't be murdering people if someone you love died. That's not the answer, obviously. But you see he's got a sympathetic story and origin point. Um, he he pins it on the news anchor who has nothing to do with it, so clearly he's wrong in that regard. But then you see him just, every time you encounter him, every time I encountered him, he killed someone else. So, like, I ran into him at a hotel in one of my playthroughs as the teens. And uh, you sleep in the hotel. I'm sure you could go up and knock on his door and, like, talk to him beforehand. But I knew he was in there, so I didn't do it. So I go to the hotel manager. I get a room for the night. I sleep in my room. I wake up. I'm in the serial killer's room. He clearly ki- he kidnapped me out of my room and put me in his room. Yikes. So clearly me trying to avoid him didn't change anything because I had to engage with him. I had no choice in that. Wow. Because I purposely tried not to engage with him and the game forced me to do it by throwing me in his bedroom. So when I woke up, he's like, hey, I need your help on something. It's like, I don't know who you are. We've never talked as this character before. Yeah, that's bizarre. Because it kind of has this meta knowledge of like, you know who all these characters are, but the teenager you're playing as doesn't. It's like, but then all the characters I talk to act as if I'm the same character. Or they're all just so friendly, they're willing to just vomit up their personal life stories to anyone that talks to them at any moment. Um, So yeah, I woke up at the show killer's bedroom. He says, I need your help. Uh... The hotel manager comes by. He goes, hide in the closet. So I do. You hide in the closet. You find the body of a cop. He killed a cop for some reason. And he goes, cool. Put the cop's body in the tub. I'm going to try and dissolve it. And while he's doing that, the hotel manager comes back and talks to you. You have to try and talk the hotel manager away so the serial killer doesn't kill you and him. Jesus Christ. Okay, I do that. I get the manager to walk away. We dissolve the cop's body. The serial killer lets me go. I walk out of the hotel room. I run to the manager of the uh, hotel. I go, hey, this guy's a serial killer. The serial killer's, <laughs> the serial killer's behind me and shoots the hotel manager. He goes, look what you did. You're, he's dead because of you. Dude, this is a nightmare. I feel like if this was happening in real life, this is exactly how it would go down for you, too. It's like, so, like, they try to make him a sympathetic character. Of, like, his daughter died, so he hates the rebel No, he's just killing just everybody. Of, he's killing just, like, recklessly, just at, like whoever he wants. Uh, the first t- first teenager I played as, he picked me up. I ordered a taxi. He picked me up as the taxi driver. We were driving along. Uh, we hear some screaming from the trunk of his car. Uh, Jesus. At, at some point, he pulls over. You know, the back seat of the car, how it can pop down sometimes and get into the trunk. Yeah. That pops open, and a dude's head pops out saying, help me, help me. He's going to kill me. So the guy pulls over, goes into the trunk, pulls him back into the trunk, proceeds to beat him to death as I escape out of the taxi. I don't know who that guy was. So by painting him in the sympathetic picture of, like, his daughter died, he's been torn up ever since, he wants revenge for the people that, like, took her life away from him. He's just killing indiscriminately. So I don't give a shit about that. Like, he's insane. And the fact that one of the scenarios is the dude just ends with getting revenge on the rebel group. You see him killing one of the rebel leaders. uh, And then you see him just on a beach drinking, like, a Mai Tai, like, uh, like, in retirement, like... That fucking sucks. Yeah, I was gonna say how many deaths are on his hand, and all yeah, half and of them weren't didn't even have anything to do with his daughter's death. So yeah, yeah sounds like a real piece of shit. Wow, what yeah. a game! So, and it's it's tough because like it's every every segment you play as every encounter you play with with the people. There's like a mini game. So there's like a driving mini game. There's a lot of air hockey, and air hockey is very basic. Like, you see the enemy's air hockey uh, paddle. Doesn't move a ton. So it's very easy to win at air hockey. That's a bummer. I was hoping it'd be semi-challenging. Not at all. Not even remotely. Um, there's, like, a little moment where you're playing, like, the trombone with Zoe. And, you know, you have to match the bars, like, you know, kind of Guitar Hero style. So each thing has its own little mini game, which is neat. But because they try and spread out the minigames from so much, they kind of wear thin pretty quickly. Like, none of the minigames are very in-depth in any regard. Um, graphic-wise, not great. They're all kind of weird mannequins. Like I said, it's like a Ratchet & Clank PS1 game with how they're moving and stuff. Uh, art style, it's okay, but like I said, the graphics are kind of hindering it, so it's definitely like got a stylistic approach, like Life is Strange, um, where it's kind of cel-shaded, but it's not great. Um, story-wise, it's kind of weird. You're not important. The character you play as does not matter. It's all about these side characters you're meeting on the uh, run in each segment uh, Zoe I helped her cross the border as one teenager and as we're running through the border she falls down so it says keep running or go back and help Zoe 
I was like, well, Zoe's the main character, so I go back and help Zoe. Help her up. As I'm helping her up, she's climbing over the fence, and then I get shot in the back and die. <laughs> and I see Zoe look back on top of the fence and then turn back around and keep running. I was like, well, fuck me. Like, I helped yeah. her. She keeps running. So you're disposable. You do not matter in this game. It's all about these side characters and telling their stories, which is definitely an interesting idea, but it makes me it it kind of makes me resent them because right. I'm willing to die for them and I get fuck all for it because I just let four kids get arrested, three other tids, uh, kids uh, escape to freedom and then one kid fucking died. So I'm like, well, I feel like I'm getting the short end of the stick here. A bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. That's really interesting that you're not maybe playing as Chloe in certain situations and stuff. Zoe. Zoe, God damn it! you know but what I mean. But she, she very much is Chloe. Like, that's very <laughs> much who they copy yep. for. So, like, some of the stories are interesting. Like, the genius kid, the trucker guy, and the cop, they kind of have an interesting dynamic. Uh, and, they're, like, they're neat. But, like, everyone else fucking sucks. And it's hard to be, get invested. It's hard for me to say, like, this game's good because of the story. This game's good because of the gameplay. This game is good because of the graphics. This game's good because of the soundtrack. The soundtrack is very clearly a big selling point. They got, like, the Toxic Avenger on there and stuff, and they can sell the soundtrack by itself. So they're really pushing that. The problem is you can only play the soundtrack at certain parts where you have, like, a jukebox or a Walkman or something. So you need a device to play the music. It's not just whenever. Oh, weird. Um, and then a lot of the time, the music gets cut off by dialogue or by the story progressing or something. So I'll put the music in, I'll start playing it, and then uh, Zoe starts talking to me, and the music gets cut off because the story's progressing. So I never really listened to any of the songs a lot because something was always cutting them off, or I couldn't. Weird. So, so like, it's clear that the soundtrack is a big part of this game, but they don't showcase it a ton. There's probably only like one or two songs I've heard fully during the game, during the whole game I played. That's so, interesting. Yeah. So like it's everything about this is kind of rough. Yeah. And it's clearly done by an indie studio. And I don't want to shit on indie studios because they got enough stuff that's hard as it is. But then you see a game like Hollow Knight, which was effectively made by like three dudes and a couple of freelancers they got help from. And it's like that game's fucking incredible. Yeah, the the dudes there are definite prodigies, but yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're getting at. It feels like this was more or less like an experimental trying something new, and there's a few things maybe they can take away from this game to like polish and uh, like fix. There's but, a lot of polish. Yeah, but uh, that being said, I always I do appreciate them trying something new. The story sounds a little rough too. I agree with like the whole dictator being like these goddamn kids. We gotta round them up. It's like what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> So, so like, I don't know, there's some weird shit going on there. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, uh, also with the, like, assets and the characters, a lot of the characters get reused, a lot of the models. Like, oh, there's, like, five women's haircuts, there's five men haircuts, and there's, like, three models for each of them, and it's just swapping around, like, the outfits and stuff. That's clear. Uh, I saw more people complaining about that. I don't think that's as bad as an issue. But, for instance, instance on the news show, when the anchor woman's, like, interviewing cops about stuff that happened, like, hey, one of the kids died at the gate. Like, what do you say about that, officer so-and-so? Every cop is identical. Every cop she interviews is the exact same model. Oh, like, wow. You could have just taken the mustache off that guy or re-dyed his hair or taken the sunglasses off him and tried to change him. It's the exact same model. So when Brent's she, like, it, didn't I dissolve you earlier? No, I'm yeah. <laughs> so, Well, it's not even the same cop you, like, see on the road. The cops you see on the road are different. The one she okay. interviews, though, it's just the same one she interviews, and so it's weird when she... It's a different name every time she interviews it, but it's the exact same one. Yeah, so, they just copy and pasted models. <laughs> I think they just put one cop model on that set, and they just never changed it. And it's like, if if that cop appears multiple times in a playthrough, it's going to be really weird and jarring. Um, But yeah, so with the story... Games can 100% be political. Anyone that says they can't be is a fucking idiot. Uh, and denouncing the, the for art form that is video games. Uh, if you want to make a statement, if you want to do something, it doesn't. It isn't innately political, but it's the mess that politics has invaded our lives and so much. Uh, LGBTQA plus people are not political, but politics got involved with them. So having yeah. a gay character does not make your game political. Gay people right. exist in the world. So I just hate. Uh, sorry, that's a little rant because I hate no. I, like, honestly, that's fair by me, dude. It makes sense. 
they're putting politics in my game. It's like every game is inherently political. Like any discourse yeah, could be political. Yeah. Uh, Life is strange too. Very I was going to say, political. I've complained about that in the past and it was like, it just annoyed me, but it's just like, it is what it is. You, I, uh, yeah. Well, no, you have a point though. Like Life is strange too, very political, very heavy handed political that wasn't done well. Right. Uh, so you can have a, being, being political isn't innately bad. It's how it's done and how it's handled. But right. it definitely makes it more of a hot button, like, dip, uh, delicate situation this game is very political because you are trying to escape a country you're a refugee trying to get out of a you know potential dictatorship exactly um, and all of the stuff pretty much all of your options are for any encounter are uh vote to change stuff uh rebel against the broken system or i'm just trying to get out of here i don't give a shit about this country anymore and depending on how you interact with people is how they'll view you and how it changes the polls and stuff um but it, they basically just say this guy's a dictator. He's bad. It's like okay, why? It's like dictator. Yeah, th- th- that's th- that's so, the thing. They don't really want to like flesh out the lore of the yeah. world. They're just like, don't ask questions. This from, is what we're dealing with. <laughs> from what I could tell from this country, is there's a desert. There's some mountains. The guy is like trying to get a lot of oil out of the country. Uh, Zoe's father is the minister of oil, who's a high-ranking official in the government. And he's a dictator. And that's it. So I'm just like, I don't... Like, they're like, you want to vote for this lady because she's hope for the change. I was like, what does that lady do? What if she's a racist? I don't know her. So it's weird to be like, you want to help... You want this lady to, like, be your new president. It's like, I don't... I literally know nothing about her. They tell you nothing about her other than dictator bad, other option good. It's like, what if she's a worse dictator? I don't know. So it's I say it's like a hollowed watered down game because it's clearly a very political uh motivated setting, but they don't get into any of the politics of it. So it's just really hollow. Hollow. Yeah, no, that was that's the word that came to my mind as well. It's yeah. Dictator bad, teens good, vote for change. It's like that means nothing. You're giving me nothing to work with here. Yeah. So it's kind of rough. Like I could definitely sympathize with the like idea that they're trying to tell. But by giving it no substance, they're definitely playing it safe by, like, we're not trying to offend anyone by, like, alluding that this guy might be someone else or might be some other country. Or, you sure. Know, it might be a reference to something that's currently happening in our political climate. Right. But by also doing that, it has no teeth. It has no bearing or weight to it. So it's just – it feels kind of weird and, like, it feels like a – it feels like a just a very high-level playtest demo and yeah. that they're going to add the actual story in later. Because it just there's nothing here, right? I totally get that. Seems so, like a swing and a miss as far as like that aspect of the game at, at the very least. Seems like a swing and a miss with every aspect. <laughs> Fair. Like, <laughs> I like I said, I don't want to just shit on it, but I I am having a tough time finding anything to praise about it. That's fair. I mean, all that's of it was thing. like they. All of it was you made an attempt. You tried. Um, like I said, I'd like to see this company get more money and more funding and more people behind it and see what they can do because it's very much taking like the telltale style of gameplay and like running with it after yeah. telltale fell through um so that could definitely be an interesting way of doing it and the mini games for each segment was a neat idea but they weren't executed greatly um yeah how do you fuck up uh air hockey it just so the the p- computer like air hockey paddle just never moved much it moved at the set speed so if you just rick- if you just led it over to the left side of the air hockey table and then ricocheted the shot to the right side, it would never speed up to catch it. So you just have to get it to one side and then shoot on the opposite side of the uh, board. Damn. So like it wasn't challenging as long as it never got so sped up, you could never keep up with it yourself. The right. PC could never keep up with it at all. I see. And then the arcade game they have in there, which is in a few segments, is Pong, which is also just air hockey. So it's like. The two mini games you have are the same thing. Yeah, that's lazy. So it's like what? Like you just built this program to bounce, like to to recreate Pong, and you just put it in a different skin in the game twice. It's like it's just yeah. Like the ideas are there, but like I said, I the soundtrack, the graphics, the gameplay, the story. Like there's nothing I can really praise. Um, you can get the demo. Uh, play the if it does sound interesting. If you want to check it out, try the demo out. That'll be more than enough time to get a feel for it. 
Right. Um, or watch a Let's Play of it. Like I said, it's different every time you play it, apparently, supposedly. Uh, so you could just watch, like, one episode of, like, one teen's journey or just one segment of that journey, and you'll get an idea of what this game is like. So definitely check it out before buying it, but... Right. Ooh, yeah, it, like... I don't know. There was, like, nothing here. There's like, yeah. no meat here. Bummer. Well, at least we know this now, because I remember when you first even pitched it, I was like, this sounds up my alley, but no, I think I'm going to steer clear, or at least watch a, a Let's Play, like you suggested. Yeah, definitely check it out before buying it. Like, it's only 20 bucks, so it's not a ton. It is an indie studio, which is good to support, but, like, uh, there's a lot There's a lot that needs polishing. Makes sense. No, all those uh, complaints seemed pretty valid to me. Yeah. But I guess, is that it for what you've been playing lately? You've been playing a lot. Damn. Yeah, yeah. That's all I've been playing. All right, so that being said, I actually, too, have been playing something new. I did play some more of that Mario Golf Super Rush. Uh, me and my Ooh. wife uh, were playing some of that multiplayer. That was a lot of fun. She kicked my ass. I was like, God damn it, I'm trying to be good at this. <laughs> no, uh, the controls are really uh, precise and interesting. I like how you can get very accurate with your shots. So far, we've only re- really been messing around with like the standard golf stuff. So uh, I yeah. think in one of like the tutorial areas, like you have to progress through, um, you like get like a taste of like the speed golf and the other different types of things. But currently, just unlocking different uh, maps and stuff and doing the regular golf. But in the future, I do intend on doing more like battle golf and the other modes I haven't really dipped into. But uh, yeah, this game's so fucking fun. I one thing that we did do. Um, you can either play as your me characters or as like a cast of Mario characters. And I think yeah. for each different Mario character, there's like different special shots you can do. Yep. And we're still trying to like determine which ones do what, but I was playing as Luigi and his is pretty cool because like when the ball hits the ground, it kind of like sticks to the ground and stays glued. And like, it's like an explosion where everything oh. around the ball becomes like this, this icy patch. And I'm like, wow. So like that's, yeah, it's, it's very handy, especially if like, you know, like you're going to be like trying to, land on the green and don't want to roll the ball any further it's just like you like land like right near the hole or something so exactly so that's i really like his special ability and now that i know this i'm like i it it encourages me to try the different players to see what their abilities are but yeah uh my wife was likes to play as boo the ghost and i was playing luigi so interested to see what the other uh cool special moves are and stuff but yeah we were playing against some cpu players and it was uh, a lot of fun so Really excited to play more of that game. Probably do that a lot more on stream. And speaking of the stream, I've been doing a lot more Fall Guys. And man, we had a crazy uh, Saturday stream where uh, we just couldn't stop winning. I had uh, a few uh, viewers in chat playing along with me. And then eventually uh, one of them stuck around for almost the entire stream. And me and him did duos. Their name's Opensify. Shout out to Opensify. Uh, we were like going together in duos. And I swear we had... I want to say five or six, or actually it had to have been six in a row of wins. And it was like, I was like blown wow. away. I'm thinking to myself, when does this ever fucking happen? So yeah, me and Opensify made an amazing duos team. And that wasn't even all just duos. I think before the duos began, uh, Opensify won two of the no team game uh, shows before we even started duos. So that's how they started their streak. But we had a hell of a streak at one point. And then even after the streak ended, we won a few more so. I was having a really good Saturday in Fall Guys. So yeah, definitely check out the clips from that uh that night. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, still loving that game to death. I'm hope I th- I've been hearing there's rumors of like a season 5.1 update. I'm like 5.1. Uh-huh. I I don't know about this. It could just be a rumor. Uh yeah. but we'll see what's happening. But uh yeah, that game continues to impress me and I'm oh, I'm only less than 20 crowns away from my next crown rank. And that's when I get my golden witch bottoms. And like that, to people that, <laughs> to the people that sweat in this game, there's golden outfits you can unlock. It's bottoms and tops. And the very first one that you can get that is golden is the golden witch bottoms. And I'm like finally going to be a part of that crew of sweat lords that finally has a golden <laughs> anything. But there was also that, uh, limited time event where I got the golden hot dog, but I feel like that doesn't count. But yeah, golden witch bottoms incoming. Very excited about that. Golden Witch Bottoms was my nickname in high school. God damn it. No. <laughs> we all knew this was coming. But yeah. Uh, that's all I've been really Because I was playing. goth and I was a really good sub. <laughs> I know. I knew this. Everyone knew this. All right. How about anything in the show topic? No, it's funnier if I explain the joke. I, I know. Yeah. For anybody that isn't getting it. There we go. Uh, good stuff. 
Uh, Arby's um, has Dungeons and Dragons dice. That's about it. And instead God. of a one or a twenty, it's just the Arby's logo. And I think uh, that was pretty awesome. Basta inputted uh, is rolling a one or a twenty considered beefing it, and it's like it, technically both. Like yeah, the beefing it could be good or bad. Like I get it. Arby's got a lot of attention for doing the paper craft stuff, where it's like all nerdy. Of like, look at your favorite anime characters. It's, you know. Cardboard cutouts of RBs like boxes and like bags, um, so they got a lot of like attention from the nerd communities and stuff like this. This, yeah, I'm not surprised they're doing this. It just feels gross. I just want to know if I can get it in like a drive-through or do I have to order it on their lot, like <laughs> on their like menu or on their uh, <laughs> website? Yeah, if it's just like because like the link they have in the tweet, there's clothes and accessories and other collectibles. Oh no, I don't need any of that. I just want the dice. I literally want to order some like sliders and be like, and hand me a baggie of dice as you I'm going to. You don't want a big plush of Arby's curly fries? Oh, Jesus, why would no? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of For course sure. they sell those. Um, but no, that is just goofy. And yeah, I just imagine somebody crit failing and being like, oh, they beefed it. God damn it. Why is the all right? So here we go. Uh, D and D dice sold out. Dad hats sold out. Curly fried golf head sold out. Arby's golf towel sold out. Damn it. I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> That's the world we live in. Uh, I, I got like see. four sets of dice. I don't. I'm. I don't need this. I don't need this in my life. That was the only these. show topic I had. <laughs> so I got, that's what I'm bringing to the table tonight. I got a few. We can blow through them pretty quick. Okay. Um, more drama with Blizzard. Let's see what's going on with these good oh, folks. Lord. And by good How folks, can they I fuck mean up more? Genuine. Here we go, Doug. If you want to ask Alligator, here we go. Because they'll Uh-oh. always fuck up more. Um. And Overwatch, there's a character named Jesse McCree. He's the cowboy gunslinger with the robot arm. Yes. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really like him. I don't think he's that interesting of a character or his skill set is that good, but some people love him because he does good damage. So Recognizable good. Overwatch character name, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does great damage and people get uh, really happy with like, the kill shots and stuff. And he's voiced by Matthew Mercer, legendary voice actor. That's DM. right. Yes. Yeah, so he's got a lot of attention. Um, he's getting renamed. He's no longer Jesse McCree. He's something else. Tumbleweed, something else. Tumbleweed McBumblefuck. I don't know. They haven't oh, chosen what the new name is. They yet. didn't even. What? Oh no! This is a fucking. Uh, what do I want to say? The Washington Redskins changing it to the Washington Football Team, and they're like, "We're gonna, we're gonna come up with a name uh, in the future, but we're, we're just in the meantime going to be known as the Washington Football Team." <laughs> I like that better. Just keep it that. <laughs> they are for this is I think year two now. They might just oh really? Like, yeah, I, I'm, everyone's like been waiting with bated breath, being like, "Yo, what team are you gonna be?" Like, especially when the NHL has like shit like the Kraken and cool shit. It's like yeah. pressure's on Washington, and I they're like, they, "We're the football picked, team." I thought they put like Washington Guardians or something lame. I like nope. just the Washington football team. That's, <laughs> that's funny that's, as hell. It's awful. Oh, my that's God. great. Um, who's your favorite team? The football team. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> The football, the only one that matters. I have a feeling um, they're not even going to change it at this point. We'll see. Anyway, I hope they don't. That's hilarious. God damn. Um, yeah, so Blizzard's changing uh, McCree's name in Overwatch. Why? Because it turns out he was named after an employee at Blizzard. An employee who was uh, sued for multiple harassment charges in this gigantic class action lawsuit against Blizzard. He was Yikes. named specifically as a very big perpetrator of sexual harassment and assault within the company. So they're just like, hey... We're being sued. Let's see I can't the guy who's being sued. Believe now. that though. They n- had somebody their real name after a character. I guess I can. Yeah, but they've done weird. that in uh, World of Warcraft. I think they've done it in Diablo too. It's usually uh, like reward or a little treat for like a big employee at the company who's done a lot of work for them. Yeah, like a perk. It's like look yeah. at this. It's also done for comp- or for employees at the company who've done a lot of sexual harassing for them. Like this God guy. damn it. So he left the company. He was he quit the company before this lawsuit came out because he's a coward and knew he would get hit for it. Um, same with a few other high-ranking or high-profile employees of Blizzard who were like, "Oh, why did that developer leave all of a sudden?" Because they knew they were going to get sued and were trying to you know cut ties as soon as possible because they right. knew that they were one of the per- uh, perpetrators of all this sexual harassment shit at Blizzard. So uh, sucks, sucks for that. Maybe don't tie, don't create a, such a horrifically toxic, evil workplace environment and then reward the people for doing it by naming right. the characters in your games. Uh, second thing with uh, with Blizzard, fun fact, um, 
one of the employees was tweeting, one of the employees in HR was tweeting about how they are shredding papers. Uh, a lot of HR reports and complaints within Blizzard were being shredded and destroyed ahead of this lawsuit because they realized that paying the fine for destroying evidence would be easier than having to deal with the evidence in court. What? So they are actively destroying evidence and people are acknowledging it, but because it's going to be destroyed by the time it, the, case court go, or the case goes to court, they can't do anything about it. Wow. So they, they'd rather pay out the few thousand dollar fine uh, for destroying the evidence than actually having to deal with the ramifications of what could be on it. That's Which ridiculous. Is, once again, a reminder of if your punishment is just money, if it's just paying money for a crime, you're only punishing the poor. Yeah, the there's no real justice. It. Wow. So, once again, Blizzard is garbage. No, that, yeah, that really, I mean, they've already sealed the deal on that on numerous accounts, but this is uh, an really additional nail in the coffin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and some lighter news, uh, Metroid Dread trailer came out showing, like, actual gameplay and stuff. <laughs> Looks great. Looks Hell awesome. yes. Excited for that. Um, one of the weirder things, I'll actually end on a good note, so I'll save for another topic. Woo, all uh, right. One of the weirder ones, not necessarily bad, not necessarily good, just weird, is you're going to be able to watch the full Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech. Martin Luther King Jr., I have a dream speech. In Fortnite. What? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I was like I was like where is this going now? And then it ended there and I'm like huh. So Fortnite's having an event called the March Through Time and uh there's going to just be like a museum within Fortnite where you can learn a lot about Martin Luther King Jr. and the events of uh all the civil action he did. You know what? That's pretty fucking cool because think about how many little kids and just people that play this game. There's a, a huge community in that game. So, like, if there's people that would benefit from learning about this, why not? It's just fucking crazy to me that that's the world we live in where it's like, I'm learning all this shit in Fortnite. Yeah. Like, uh, and they did something else for uh, – they hosted a discussion on race in America back uh, with uh, George Floyd's death and stuff. So, like I said, it's not necessarily bad. No. It's just real weird. Yeah, it's just Fortnite bugs me out. I already feel like I'm too old when I even just say it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you got one of them Nintendo games. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, like you're you're like you were saying, a lot of young kids play Fortnite. This might be the first time some of them ever hear this speech exactly. or learn about this. Um, whether they just weren't taught it in school or haven't gotten to that part in school yet, or you know, right. school school's weird right now with COVID and stuff, and, you know. So who knows? Um, so, yeah, this could be a place where some kids hear this for the first time, which could be great and, you know, definitely educate them. It's just real fucking weird. Agreed. <laughs> Fair um, enough. So, yeah, not necessarily bad. Uh, apparently, they actually got um, footage of his famous speech at the Lincoln Memorial, which is weird because the movie Selma, which is supposed to be uh, an Oscar-nominated biopic about Martin Luther King Jr., couldn't get the rights to that speech. Yeah, Fortnite can. Fortnite did. Yeah, Jesus. So that's why. I mean, Fortnite's got a lot of money. So yeah, you're not wrong. But like, it, yeah, like I said, that's just weird. <laughs> that really is. Uh, and ending it on a good note, Cream Savers, the candy, they're yeah. back. They're coming back, baby. They were gone. Yeah. Fuck. Why? I don't know. They just stopped making them for a while, but they're well, coming I'm back. I'm glad they're coming back. No, those are delicious little candies. Has nothing to do with video games, but that's good news. No, and I know you're trying to end on a good note. I'm going <laughs> to end on a bad note. All right, no, but I'm Uh-oh. just kidding. But no, for real, uh, listener, we're going to be taking a, our first hiatus in forever. I don't actually ever actually. Seven it's, uh, years? Yeah, it's literally since 2014 since we started, but that's the thing. We have one more episode in store for you guys next week. I'm going to try to make it somewhat special. It's probably going to be shorter than a regular episode. This is probably our last real regular episode of season two that's a funny joke but no <laughs> but that's the thing if season three is to ever happen uh hopefully we'll all come back with some uh reinvigorated passion for the podcast and have some more conversations and stuff but i just want to give you guys a heads up that's what the plan is for the time being um it's been a lot of fun thank you everyone that's ever listened to this podcast we'll do a little more of a big sentimental thing on this upcoming last episode but yeah we're ending season two on 
episode 420 that's what like the whole plan was it's like we've <laughs> been working towards this what do you mean the whole plan no, I'm, yeah i'm just kidding you know since day one you know back in 2014 <laughs> we agreed seven like, years ago season two ends at 420 we'll bring season three <laughs> at six no but anyway uh for real it's been such a blast uh discussing video games for as long as we have and all the different people we've just uh met and had cool interviews with but a uh, lot of people it's been insane. So I just wanted to throw that out. Yeah, next week's going to be our last episode for quite a while, but hopefully we'll come back. But I want to hold your breath. No, I'm just kidding. But who knows? We, <laughs> we never know. But that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, we never we, know. We have our own uh, other projects that you guys can still get in touch with us. So that being said, we're going to do some plugs. Uh, I know I have a podcast called Renovate. It's Harry Potter trading card game podcast. Super niche. It's cool <laughs> if you're not into that. But that's somewhere you could also find me. And I'll also be keeping the Twitch channel alive. Uh throughout the hiatus so if you guys want to see what games i'm currently playing and streaming that's going to be a thing but bren let's tell our listeners about your other podcasts and where our listeners can find you uh you can find me on our weeb there yet which is my anime podcast we discuss three episodes of an anime or a movie give our opinions of it recap it uh, it's a good little sampler platter for anime if you're curious about a show but don't want to commit to watching it or you know you want to hear a recap of it while you're you know at the gym or doing something um we watch some pretty good stuff sometimes. We watch Trigun recently. That's one of my favorites. We watch a lot of fucking garbage sometimes. We watch Future Diaries. That show sucks ass. And that <laughs> is objective. That's not an opinion. That's a Fair. fact. Um, and yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan. I'm mostly on there minding my own fucking business like you should be. Don't follow me. I don't do anything with that Twitter account. Yeah, I don't shout my opinions into the void. I feel like the the rest of the world shouldn't either, but it's fine. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, also, listener, if you want to find, if you like our show, we're findable at all the places at ABT Silence. Uh, specifically, Twitch.tv/slash ABT Silence. Like I said, is where I'm going to be streaming a variety of games, mainly Fall Guys. Um, but then. <laughs> I also have a record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com. If you want to see what cassettes and vinyl are available for sale over there, I did just do another uh, cassette for the band Standards. They're one of my favorites, so definitely check that out. It's a really great release um, coming out late September. And then uh, our music is done by a band called Kinda Alright. Head over to KindaAllright.Bandcamp.com for more music from them. But that's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll be back for our final episode. See you guys. Oh, boy. See you.